You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Let's talk all things pricing. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food, and today I'm melting because it is summer in Queensland, Australia, and I've turned the air conditioning off just for you guys so we can record in a quiet setting, but I instantly regret it. Anyway, today we're going to talk all things pricing. If I had a dollar for every time I've been asked about pricing a course, well, I'd have lots of dollars. And I get it because there is no clear cut guide for pricing courses in the online world. It's really subjective. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But I do want to give you some things that you can go away consider so that you can get a price that's right for you, your course and your audience. And I'm going to give you some examples as well, because I hate not being able to give you anything concrete, even if there is no right, using air quotes that you can't see, right answer. So you want to know how much to price your course for? Let's give it a go. First of all, there is no right number. And that's a really hard thing to deal with, but pricing is subjective. Now, people think that's a bad thing, and it's really not because it applies to just about everything in the world. Like, if I asked you to tell me the price of a handbag, could you do it? No, because it depends on if you're buying it from the dollar store or Kmart or Target or from Chanel or anything. Like, buying handbags is not my jam. But there is no singular price for a handbag, right? And it varies from some dollars, $10, to thousands and thousands of dollars. And courses are very similar. There is no singular right price for a course. It's very subjective and it kind of depends on what's going on with the course. What I want you to think about are three really important questions that are going to help you find the right price for your course. But I'll give you some examples after that as well. So question number one, what are you including in your course? When people come up with prices for courses, they often just pull a number out their ass. And it's really not very helpful because it doesn't take lots of things into consideration. What are you including in your course? If you've put a huge investment into, say, recording video with a videographer, you need to take that into account. If you're including high-end PDFs, if you're including lots of imagery, if you're including access to yourself, so if they get group coaching or one-on-one coaching or some sort of support mechanism, all of these things make a difference in the terms of pricing. So when you think about how much your course is going to cost, I want you to think really clearly about what are you including? What do they get? Is it a certain number of weeks, months, years? Are you giving lifetime access to a platform or program? All of these things make a difference. Question number two, what are your expenses? Now, obviously, we mentioned before with all the things you're including, some things cost you money. So a videographer might be a one-off fee, but if you're paying for video hosting, that's something you need to consider. If you're paying for your course platform, it's something you need to consider. If you're paying for your email marketing to go with your course, it's something you need to consider. If you're paying for your time to facilitate the course, which you should be because you matter, you're important, that 
accounts. So if you're giving, even group coaching, right, even if it's one hour a week for group coaching, we all know it's not a singular hour a week. There's prep, there's wrap up, there's all sorts of bits and pieces that come with it. There's the mental load that comes with running the session. There's the questions in the group afterwards. It's all those sorts of bits and pieces. If you're offering an online group where you answer questions, your time goes into that too. And if you're offering email support, then your time goes into that too. Your time has a a cost, has a value. And it's important to take that into consideration when you're thinking about expenses. How many hours a week do you lose supporting your course? Not just running it, not just turning up, but in the support mechanisms that go with it. And it's important to think about that when you're considering the expenses involved with running your course. Question number three what are your goals? So if you're only hoping to make $1,000 off your course, that changes probably how we price it. If you're hoping to make a million dollar course, it probably changes how we price it. Now that's not to say you can't make big numbers of sales with small ticket courses. You can, but you have to consider the size of your list and the advertising you're going to do and the number of people you're going to put through. When you can think about your goals, I want you to think about and people on the internet are going to come at me for this because it's all dream big and whatever. I want you to think about realistically for you right now, what is a reasonable goal? Based on your list size, based on your social media reach, what is a realistic goal? I understand that people say dream big and I'm please don't don't come at me. But I'm not telling you your car, your course can't do well. It can. But I've seen so many people get disheartened because they pour their life and soul into this course that some coach, air quotes again, some person on the internet has told them they can make a $5,000 course and they're going to sell 100 of them and they're going to make half a million dollars in six weeks, right? It happens on occasion, but it's not the norm. When I want you to think about your goals for selling your course, I want you to succeed. I want you to be able to go, yeah, I wanted five people in my first course and damn it, I did it. I wanted 100 people in my first course, but that's okay because I've got a list of 10,000 and I did it, right? When you set your goals, I want you to do well, but I do not want you to be disheartened and I do not want you to be led astray by countless voices on the internet. I want you to do well for you. So there's three questions on repeat. What are you including? What are your expenses and what are your goals? Once you know those things, you can start to price a course that suits you and your course and the things you want to do rather than just putting a number on it. Having said which, there are some examples I can give you which might make this a little bit easier. Now, I'm going to preface this with, these are just examples. You will very easily be able to find things on the internet that disprove the things I'm about to say because you can price anything at any number. It doesn't mean it's selling. It doesn't mean they're making great profit margins, but you can. And so this is a mere guideline. You will find examples where people aren't doing this. As a general rule, something that is in the sub 100 or hundreds of dollars is usually content that is fairly non-supportive and it's a single price point entry for a single course. What do I mean by that? So let's say you have a $99 program. It's a three video series with supporting PDFs. It's a one-off purchase. They get no support. There's nothing recurring. There's nothing going on, right? So sub that sort of $500 mark, what you normally get is an evergreen program they can buy in any time. They get no support. They get nothing live. They just get content. In the sort of 500-ish up to $1,500-ish, you find more programs that are live run. So programs that are, say, six-week things where they 
purchase on the start date and they get drip-fed content and they go through with a group of students. It's not necessarily the case. It may still be evergreen. They tend to get more content here, more content heavy. And sometimes there is a small mechanism of support. So in the 500 to, say, mid-1000s, they're getting a really more reasonable, substantial amount of content, a well-thought-out, well-structured program that possibly comes with a support group where they can ask questions or an email where they can email questions. Once you get to about the $2,000 mark, you're starting to look at signature programs that come with more support. You'll get programs that come with perhaps fortnightly or monthly group coaching calls and the possibility probably of upselling into a one-on-one support mechanism as well. Now, as I said, you will find countless examples on the internet of where this isn't happening, but this is a pretty steadfast rule that you've seen play out probably over the last five to 10 years in the online course world even. That sub $500 mark they're getting evergreen, content only, no support, sold solely off a, off a sales page. In that 500 to 1,500, high 1,000s, you're getting much more robust, substantial content, possibly smaller support mechanisms. And in that $2,000 plus mark, you're looking at signature programs that come with high support. It's not written in stone, but it will help you guide the kind of thing you're building. Okay, time for an action step because you cannot build a course by listening to me rant about pricing and the internet. Oh, I'm sorry, these podcasts are going to be ranty because I'm feeling it this year. I'm really feeling it. I want you to do what's right for you, what's right for your expenses and what's right for your goals. Your action step today is to take an accurate, realistic reflection on what your course is costing you, what you want to make from it, and if that's reasonable for you. Ignore all of the voices on the internet for the moment. I guess that's a lie because I'm currently a voice on the internet, but you know what I mean. Ignore everyone who's trying to lead you astray. Take a deep breath and just take an honest look at the numbers for a moment. Think about your profit margins. Think about your expenses. And then think about what you want to price your course. Don't just pull a figure out your ass. I know half the people out there are doing it, but you're going to get much better results if your course is profitable for you, no matter what anyone else's numbers are. That's it for this week, but I will see you next time. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm